Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Selena. Together, we are moms to five children, including two sets of twins. At Tweet Dreams, we are passionate about helping families achieve the peaceful night's rest they deserve because we were formerly overwhelmed and sleep deprived ourselves. We love nothing more than helping families achieve their specific sleep goals. So the whole family can be rested and thriving. On this podcast, you'll not just hear about sleep related topics, we'll chat about how it started, where we are today, and the experiences that have shaped us as mothers of twins. We hope you'll enjoy listening to the ups and downs, the highs and lows, and everything in between. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Twin Life with Tweet Dreams. Your hosts are here, Lindsay and Stelina. We are twin moms, sleep consultants, who like to talk about twin life. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. Today is a sleep episode, and Stelina and I are going to cover just some basic tips on a sleep regression series that we're going to do, right? So it's no surprise that we're going to start with the four-month sleep regression. And I'm going to start with some tips and just basically an overview if, let's be honest, everybody knows about the four-month regression, but if you're like, what's the four-month regression, right? Let's get into it. So a couple signs of the four-month regression that we typically see are that it's kind of like a switch just gets flipped and the routines and sleep with your baby or twins is not how it was weeks and days before. And it can be as drastic as, well, yesterday baby took their naps and now today they sleep like 20 minutes, right? It can literally be that horrifying. (laughs) So when we think about the signs, this is something you'll be looking for if you have a newborn, right? And if you have a baby or babies with adjusted ages, we like to say that this regression can happen between earliest three months adjusted or actual and as late as five months actual or adjusted. And what happens is one, baby doesn't sleep long stretches anymore. Oh dear God. Two, baby is fussier and crankier than normal, right? Because they're probably tired and they're just going through this developmental phase, right? And then also baby fights naps and won't, and I'm sorry, wants to be held or wants to contact nap. I feel like that is a very, very common thing where it's like, okay, we used to be able to put them down in the bassinet or the crib at least once a day or sometimes more. And now that's just literally not happening. Um, and so these are like the most common signs that you might want to scratch your head and say, no, my baby's not broken. It's just they're going through this developmental change. And so that leads me to understanding why it happens. So your babies are now developmentally sleeping through more sleep stages, which naturally causes more cycle changes. And what I mean by that is the science behind newborn sleep is sort of one way or the other. They spend about 50% of their time in REM sleep, which is like when they dream and like maybe fidget around, maybe smile in their sleep, make some noise. And then they spend 50% of the other time of their sleep into non-REM, which is like that deep sleep. Think like limp arm, right? You could pick up your baby's arm and drop it and then they're not waking up or there's like a loud noise and they don't get disturbed or anything like that. 
So 50-50, right? So if we're spending 50% here and 50% there, we spend more time in both places, right? Less cycle changes. But as they come into that four months, it the biology of their sleep changes and they now go through more cycles. Like I mentioned, three non-REM and one REM. So as your baby does that, they wake up more, right? This is literally the new reality, but don't worry. And I just wanted to touch on like, literally like just why this happens. You haven't done anything wrong. Um, Some parents don't notice the four month regression, but let's be honest, most of us are going to notice it. Okay. So as your baby fully awakes, you know, they're in a deep sleep, they go to into their REM cycle, and then they come back up to a light sleep. They will likely fully arouse because maybe they fell asleep with the pacifier in their mouth. Maybe they fell asleep in your arms and then you move them to the crib or whatever it is. And so if baby's waking up at that end of the sleep cycle, they're going to look to see if their surroundings are the same, right? I always like to say, it's like I fell asleep with my pillow and then I woke up and my pillow was gone. I'd be a little pissed. (laughs) So think about that with your baby and the way you put them to sleep now is actually starting to matter. Okay. So that's the what and the why, but what can you do now? Okay. Like you get why it's happening. How do you survive this? So a couple of tips, is this the new normal? Yes and no, right? Your baby has adult sleep stages. They are going to sleep this way their entire life, but there's things that you can do so that they're getting the sleep they need. And, and so are you. So This is an opportunity, of course, to work on some independent sleep skills. And that could be as small as moving from asleep when placed down to drowsy, right? It could be small. And also you can look at discontinuing the use of props like a pacifier if they are an issue, right? We love pacifiers for newborns, but at some point, it's sort of my opinion that they can, it can hinder, right? If you're popping passies in every sleep cycle all throughout the night, it's it's hindering their sleep more so than helping. And so you might want to look at dropping it and um, giving your baby the opportunity to soothe in other ways, right? Like getting their hands in their mouth, making sure you're not swaddling anymore, right? We're past the swaddling stage because we actually do want the safest sleep and we do want baby to be able to get their hands in the mouth. So Selena, I know you're here. Sorry for my long ramble. (laughs) No, I love it. That was perfect. I've I've experienced this three times now, so I kind of took me back down memory lane for a second. A little bit, right? Hey, twin mom, we see you. When we say we get it, we really do. At Tweet Dreams, we are a team of sleep consultants who are also raising twins at home. Our twin sleep coaching packages are specifically tailored to your babies, making the journey of teaching independent sleep as stress-free as possible. Trust our years of experience working with twins so that you can feel relieved that the answers lie with us. Start by booking your free discovery call to learn more because we can't wait to meet you and help you with your sleep goals. You can find the link to book your call in the show notes. So what are some tips that you have? And like when we're done sort of teaching, quote unquote, we can maybe talk about like if we notice the regression in our house, um, like if it was as night and day as I described it and things like that. But yeah, what tips you got, girl? 
Sure. So just a few here. So I would say stick to a consistent routine as best as you can. And if you don't have a routine yet at all, um, this is a great time to start one, right? So that means a daytime routine and a bedtime routine. Okay. So if you don't have those, get started on that. And um, we have a lot of helpful blog posts on how to get those done. I would like you to encourage self-soothing. And you kind of just said this, but like get rid of those pacifiers. Um, Let's give baby some time to actually try to self-settle, right? So they're 16 weeks now, at least. And, um, you know, we can be waiting a little bit of time before intervening, right? Let's give them that chance to try and connect those sleep cycles, okay? If we don't give them a chance, then we don't know what they can do, right? So Mm -hmm. I always recommend... um, you know, waiting, definitely practicing that pause before intervening. Another big one is the environment, right? So sure, the four-month sleep regression happens, but we want to make sure that everything else is also looking really good in baby's environment, right? So we want to make sure we're using the blackout curtains. We want to make sure we're using the white noise. We want to make sure the temperature in the room is ideal. So make sure you're dressing your baby accordingly to all those things. So just kind of like take those things right off the table, right? Honestly, this is a really good time to seek support if you want to, right? So we can start formally teaching independent sleep skills right around four months old. And that's when a lot of parents come to us, right, Lindsay? Wouldn't you agree, especially with twins? A lot of people go back to work Definitely. right around this time. And it's a really great time, right? Like they're already going through the regression, you know, they're struggling a little bit, you might be struggling a little bit. So we are definitely here to help throughout this time period. And it's a really great time to start building those foundational skills that really take kids throughout childhood, right? So if you chose to sleep train or teach these independent skills, you can do so at at any point in time, right? But it is my opinion because I did it with my kids all right around four or five months and with the clients that I work with, you know, the earlier you start these foundational things, you know, the better off you'll be in the long run. And with this regression, when they're, you know, already a little bit more cranky, crying a little bit more, you don't know what schedule to be on three naps, four naps. It's like so gray sometimes, especially with twins. Um, you know, I love working with this age, four or five months old, we can accomplish so much, get everybody on a really great schedule. So if you're seeking support, you know, definitely know that we're here for you in that regard. 100%. Yeah, I agree that four and five months is the top ages that we work or the most common ages that we work with, with twins. Because as twin parents, we've talked about this in previous episodes that like our threshold is met like ASAP. Mm-hmm. You know, like we really don't have that luxury to say like, oh, like maybe it'll get better or we're going to just take shifts because this works. Like, no, it's not really working. <laughs> right. We, right. Get, yeah. we are overwhelmed and we are sleep deprived much more than just a parent of a singleton. I can say that. Right. And so, yeah, don't be afraid to like tough it out. Um, or not tough it out, right? Like we are here as a resource. And really the great thing about teaching independent sleep is that you don't have to really fear the next thing, right? You don't have to fear teething. You don't have to fear sickness to an extent. You don't have to be afraid of 
all these regressions that you read about because your kiddo just like knows how to sleep, right? And so you're not scratching. So freeing. Yeah. And you're not scratching your head in the middle of the night. Like, what is it now? Like, is it this? Is it that? Like you, we really teach you how to really read your baby better, I would say, which as a mom, I think feels really, really good because we already have so many what if scenarios and worries going on in our heads. So yeah, we really wanted to touch on this regression first. We have at least two articles. So one is a little bit older, but it still is really good information. And then there's one that's newer. Um, Again, really good information if you want to see some tips um, and advice in writing. And yeah, if you also don't have our twin sleep guide, you're going to want this because if you're like, well, Lindsay, Selena, what's an independent bedtime routine, right? We're going to walk you through that step-by-step. It's a four-step guide. And also, Selena has written a blog on bedtime routines, baby, toddler, and twins, right? Which will just, it literally shows you like, how do we get this routine started? How do we keep it going? Uh, We're here to support you guys. So we're here. We'll reach out if you need anything. And we plan on doing more sleep episodes on regressions. We'll probably touch on eight months, 18 months, and maybe two years. Although I think we could have so many episodes on toddlers, honestly. I think we'll... <laughs> oh, I sure can. <laughs> yeah. I um, Yeah. I think toddlers are like, they're, they're trending right now. Let's just say that. <laughs> It's their own category completely. Exactly. So we could have plenty of episodes there. But anyways, hope you found this helpful. We will talk to you next week. And as always, thanks for listening. I know Selena is going to ask you to rate and review us at the end, but I'm going to ask you here. I know we have some some every week listeners. And so if you're you're coming back every week to listen to us, give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple. We really, really appreciate you guys. Okay. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you. Bye. If you liked this episode and conversation, be sure to leave a review or rating. Share it with a friend on social media or a family member. It's our goal to reach as many parents of multiples and singletons alike. You're not alone in your parenting journey. If you'd like to hear about a specific topic or have an episode idea, please feel free to message us. We're here to help.